the title of the word that I have today is called Trusting God Implicitly. It's a very, um, I, I, I felt it was very fitting because at some point in our lives, we've all needed to trust God for something, um, you know, and with trust, we all need to have a bit of faith because they tend to go hand in hand. You have a bit of faith means you're trusting God in whatever you're believing. I remember when, um, it was when I was courting, yeah, Mecca and I were courting, and um, obviously we knew we were going to get married and then have children, and I remember thinking, because all along, up until then, I used to think, having children and going through that pain, how can anyone do that? That is just, that's just too severe. I don't know how people could do it. I've, I've never been through birth pain before, but... I just thought that's just too difficult. That is just hard. I don't think I can do that. But yet still people go through there not once, twice, three times, four times, five times, six times, many times. And I'm like, how are they doing it? Because it's so pain. I don't know, but it just seems so painful. So when Mecca and I were courting, um, you know, we, we started praying into having children and I'm, yeah, and we were praying into the delivery and the pain and everything. So I was trusting in God for me not to feel that excruciating pain that I thought I was going to feel. Um, and when it came to it, I was like, oh, this is not actually that bad. <laughs> it's not. It's like, you know, a bit of like period pain, but it's not so bad. Okay. This is not so bad. Okay, that's why people are going there once, twice, three times, four times, even ten times. I'm like, okay, that's not so bad. But yeah, at some point in our life, we've all had to trust God for something. Even the youth, the children, you know, some of the children, I'm sure you're trusting God for, you know, your parents to buy you toys at Christmas, a particular toy. It doesn't even have to be Christmas. At some point, you're trusting God for something. For some of us, it's a worry that we're going through and we're believing God, that God's going to move. Um in that area that we're worrying about, or it's a concern, whether it's a marital concern, whether it's children, you know, whether it's a ministry we want to start, we're believing in God, you know, to make a move, to open doors. So at some point in our lives, we're all trusting God for him to do something for us, you know? And with that, like I said, we, need, we have to have faith, and that's how we came to be Christians, because without faith, it is impossible to believe God, you know, to please God. So... Trusting God implicitly is something that we have to do. And without that, we will be worrying, we'll be um, really doubting, is this what God wants for me? We need to give him everything, everything, everything. And as he, because he's the one that will see the insight into our lives. And he, because he sees the insight into our lives, he has a blueprint as well of what the plans are, how he wants things to go. You know, I'm always saying to my children, you know, whatever you want to do, you need to, have you prayed? Have you spoken to the Lord? You know, especially like those who are going to the next phase now, you know, whether it's uni they're going to, or whether it's sixth form they're going to, you know, picking subjects that they want to do. It's important that you're speaking to the Lord as to what you, um, what you're going to be doing. And also the friendships you're going to be making as well, you know, just speaking to the Lord and trusting him that he will lead you to the right people um, that you're going to be, um, that you're going to be with when you're at uni or when you're in the sixth form. Okay, a very famous scripture, Proverbs 3, chapter 5 to 6. I need to have one of those 
glasses, you know, the cord that I just hang there, and then I just put it up because this is not working. <laughs> okay, so Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 to 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he shall direct your paths. You know, it's, it's an instruction that we've been given there. We need to trust in the Lord with all our heart. He doesn't say with some of our heart, with all of our heart. And we shouldn't lean on our own understanding. And God is so, um, it's so true in what he's saying. Because when we lean on our own understanding, we end up, instead of two plus two being four, two plus two is ending up being five or six or seven or eight. So we shouldn't be leaning on our own understanding. And when we do, when we do lean on him, we receive his perfect peace. His absolute perfect peace. There's a scenario, actually, that I just want us to um, do right now. So what I want us to do is just close our eyes. Just, you're actually trusting me as well to close your eyes. <laughs> okay, so you're going to close your eyes. And you're just going to imagine that you're on holiday, on the beach, somewhere. Okay? You're on the beach you can hear the waves swishing. You can hear the sound of the sea, okay? And you're lying down on a hammock. There's sun not beating down on you, but it's warming your body. And you're literally just lying there. All you can hear is peace, absolute peace. No spouse to be dealing with. No children to be dealing with. It's just you. You and nature. What do you feel? Absolute peace, serenity, tranquility. But now imagine you're still on the beach, but you're instead of lying on the hammock, you're actually handing over, putting your cares, your desires, your worries, your concerns on this hammock. And the hammock is representing God. He's actually holding the cares, the concerns, whatever it is you want. And he's saying to you, I am looking after this. You know, the, the scripture says, come to me, all you who are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. The scripture also says, cast your burdens onto me, for he cares for us. He's taking care of it. We haven't got that weight of the concerns, the cares, the worries anymore. Sorry, you can open your eyes. But it's God that is there holding those cares, those concerns, those troubles that we have. We don't have to deal with it. And we can feel his perfect, perfect peace. There is nothing like God's peace. And that's all he wants us to feel. That's all he wants us to know. Because he cares for us. Amen. He's such an awesome God. And when we, when we read his word, we really take it in. We really see the wisdom in what he's saying. He's not just saying, oh, trust in me. Don't lean on your own understanding. He's not just saying that just for the sake of it. When we really take care and read his word, there is truth in his word. Absolute truth in his word. And his word, as he says, the truth will set you. His truth will set us free. 
So when we know his truth, it will set us free. Amen? One of the things that I continually do um, is something that I've been doing more and more because the older you become, the more responsibilities at times you have. And one of the things that I do, I try and do habitually is just say, Lord, whatever decision I need to make, whatever concern I have, whatever it is that I'm giving to God, Lord, let your will be done on earth as it is done in heaven. Lord, not, not let it be my way, but your way. Because there are times we make decisions and we think, yeah, this is the right thing. And then two seconds later, mm -mm, no, that's not how it should be. Because I remember speaking to somebody and they were saying to me, oh, God told me to move to this place. Okay. Not long afterwards, no, God told me, no, I, I, I need to go. This is not the right place. This is not the right place. How can God change? His word is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So as we're speaking, Lord, let your will be done in my life, in this decision that I need to make. Whatever it is I need to do, let your will be done. Let your will be done. As you're including him to help you make that decision, you will see the great and mighty things he will do. He will see you through. Even though you're going through battles, he will see you through them. Um, I remember, I don't know if you guys have been watching. There's this woman I've been watching recently, a very young um, girl, probably in her early 30s, Stephanie I.K. I don't know how you pronounce that name. Oh, she's, she's awesome. She's absolutely... Do you know what? It was, I think it was a week or two ago, I think it was. I just stumbled upon her. I think that was God, to be honest with you. Her messages are awesome. Absolutely awesome. But yeah, she was saying, um, I was listening to her yesterday, and she was saying that when we have a job at times, you know, we, you know we've, we've got us open doors for us to enter into that job. You know, we've got the job and we're getting through in that job. And then we face opposition. We're like, uh-uh, no, we, we need to come out, we need to come out. But you, God has opened doors for you to enter that job. So just because you face opposition, does that mean that you start to run away? You know, absolutely not. Because yet you, yes, you may face opposition, but there may be a reason why you're there. There may be a reason why you're there. So it's just about just trusting God, trusting him, you know. The um, scripture, I think, is Isaiah 54, I think it is. It talks about how um, when, the, when the enemy comes in like a flood. It doesn't say if, when, because we know we will go through battles. And when we go through battles... We know our God. He knows what we're going to go through. He knows. So he knows that they're going to go through this battle. But they're going to come out on the other side because they are going to be looking to me. And that's what we're supposed to do. Just look to him. You know, Jesus didn't come to this earth and didn't feel anything. He faced how many different oppositions. And that's who we draw from. That's who we learn from. So whenever we're praying, I'm encouraging us, young ones, I'm encouraging you. Lord, let your will be done. Let your will be done. Because he is the one that's going to orchestrate things. He is the one that's going to be leading us. And we can rest assured that, yes, he's doing the right thing. Even though it may not be our decision, it's not what we would have chosen, but he's doing the right thing for us. 
And his timing is absolutely perfect. It is never late. He's the one that's going to guide us, instruct us in everything we do. Psalms 32 verse 8. I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will guide you with my eye. The Lord is going to instruct us and teach us in the way we should go. And he's going to guide us with his eye. Psalms 23, verse 1 to 4. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. It's comforting to know the Lord is our shepherd. He is our shepherd. He's there for us. He's our provider, making things for us. Sometimes we're in a season where we're just about making ends meet. But God knows. He sees. He sees the season that we're in. And as long as we stay close to him, we will not want for anything because he's there for us. The Bible also says, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Whatever battles we're going through, whatever dark days we're going through, dark seasons, he is there. Every step of the way. Sometimes it feels like God is not there. But he is there. Every step of the way. Sometimes it's a very difficult time to trust God when we've been through one disappointment after another disappointment and we're faced with something now and it replicates something that we've been through before and we don't even want to go back there again. It's a very difficult time, but the Lord is saying, walk with me. Walk with me, for I am there with you. It's not always very nice. You've, because there's hurt, there's pain, you don't want to go there. You don't want to go there. You don't want to deal with it again. But God is saying, trust me. Walk with me, for I am here. Isaiah 43, 18 to 19. Do not remember the former things nor consider the things of old. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. We have to trust. We have to believe that as long as God is for us, he will help us through. And he is always for us. Always, always for us. Sorry, I didn't finish reading that scripture. Um, it continues to say, shall you not know it? I will even make a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Sometimes things look so dry. It's so bleak. But God can make a way. But we just have to trust and believe. Trust and believe. Just trust in and believe that it will happen. 
We shouldn't allow our past disappointments to stop us from believing for what God has for us. Absolutely not. We just need to look to him. I remember when, um, when we moved to Maple Avenue, where we're at now in Gillingham, and we didn't have um, the funds to do up the house immediately. Um, so we had to wait. And I remember every time some extra money came in, I'd be like, okay, you know, Lord, oh, money's here. Yay, I can do up the house. Uh-uh. Something else would come, take that. It's like, okay, Lord. Okay. That happened quite a few times. And then after I said, Lord, okay, I think you're trying to tell me something. Just, just don't get excited. Just don't plan anything, you know. Just look to me. I said, okay. So the, the few years ago, money came through. And I was like, okay, I'm not going to get carried away planning this, planning that. And we were able to actually do up the house. And I was like, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You know, it's just about looking. Just because things have not worked out in the past, it's just about looking to him and just relying upon him, knowing he's our God, he's our Yahweh. He doesn't change, you know. He knows the end from the beginning. He knows what will happen. He knows what he wants for us. And if we're praying, Lord, let your will be done, we just have to trust him as to what he's going to do for us. Jeremiah 29, 11. One of my favorite scriptures. For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, says the Lord. Thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. How awesome to give thoughts of thoughts of peace, not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. When we really take time and read his word, we allow his word to minister to us. We start to believe that the Lord, he's speaking to me directly. Forget about the rest of you. He's speaking to me directly. You know, you start to believe that this is me God is talking to. You start to feel so much love, how much you start to see how much he cares for you. And even though things may be going wrong, you're like, oh my goodness, Lord, you love me. You will really take time out for me. You really start to feel how much he loves you. But when we're not trusting him, we're, not, we're leaning on our own understanding, we cannot see how much he loves us, how much he wants the best for us. We can't always see it. We have to see that he is for us and not against us. He will not leave us. He will not forsake us. How do we trust God? Somebody could ask, okay, then how, how am I supposed to trust God? Because things have just been going wrong one after the other. How do I then trust God? As his scripture says, with all of my heart. Not leaning on my own carnal mindset, but all of my heart. 
And as we trust in him, we start to believe those things that are not as though they are. We start to be Christ-centered, be focused on him. And the thing is, when, when, we, when, we, when we believe in those things that are not as though they are, yes, we cannot touch it, um, tangibly touch it, but we can see it in the spirit. We can see it in the spirit. We can smell it in the spirit. And we have, as long as we can see that, we just need to focus, keep focusing and trust in him. We need to be setting our minds on things above and not things below. Because things below, they can be a distraction. So focus on God. Focus on those things above. Focus on the heavenly things. We need to be meditating on his word. Meditating on those things, as he says in Philippians 4, verse 8. We're meditating on those things that are true. Those things that are noble. Those things that are just. Those things that are pure, lovely, of good report, and praiseworthy. This is so true, because when you're going through things, at times, if you're focusing on the issue, it just causes you just to feel even worse. But you find that when you're distracted, maybe you're helping this person, you're doing this, you're doing that. Before you know it, you're like, oh, your, your mindset's changing the way you, you see things are changing. The way you're feeling, your attitude is changing. But sometimes it's really hard trying to take your mind off what you're going through, depending on what it is you're going through. It could be that maybe that there are things against you and you can constantly hear, hear the whispers. You know, whenever you go to a certain place, you're hearing the whispers. So it may be hard, but you just have to continue just to focus on him. Focus on him. How do we trust God? It's learning to dwell in the secret place of prayer, of worship, and being in his presence. Psalms 91, verse 1 to 2. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress. My God in, who, in him I will trust. Is dwelling in his presence. Dwelling in his presence. There are times when you just go and sit in his presence and you don't even feel to pray. But you just have to just sit there. Sometimes you don't even feel God, but you just have to sit there. Just keep going, just keep going. Keep going, keep going. At some point, God will speak to you. He will speak. You may want to pray with somebody. Have a prayer partner. Rather than just praying on your own sometimes. You know, could be that you're believing in God to, um, I don't know, if it could be for a house, for a spouse, for a ministry that you want to develop. Whatever it is, you know, praying with somebody, whether it's once a week, often you decide to be praying with somebody. But just praying with somebody. And, and the word says in 1 Thessalonians 5, 17, to be praying without season. To just keep praying, keep praying. 
night, day, keep praying. Whenever it comes to your mind, you're praying into whatever it is you want. There's always something that's on our heart that we're believing in God for, whether it's for ourselves or for other people. We're praying and trusting God for them, for God to move in our lives, in their lives, in our children's lives, wherever we're at. Sometimes you could even be walking. You don't even know the person. And you see somebody and you just want um, want to pray for them, you know. Sometimes when I'm in um, the town center, you know, if I see somebody um, like a homeless person, I always say, Lord, they didn't start off this way. They were born into a family just like I, how I was. Or if it's somebody who's an alcoholic, they were, you know, they were not born this way. And my heart goes out to them and sometimes I just want to pray for them, you know, because only God can help them where they're at. So through praying, whether it's by ourselves or whether it's somebody, it's always helpful so that we can seek him and just worship him and just be in his presence. How do we trust God? It's also using his word to empower us so that we can stand on his word and trust him. His word really, really helps. Absolutely helps in every situation that we're in. His word is life and his word brings life to us. Hebrews 4, chapter 4, verse 12. For the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword piercing even to the division of soul and spirit and of joints and marrow and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. That's exactly what the word does. Psalms 119-130. The entrance of your word gives light. It gives understanding to the simple. And Psalms 119-105 says, the word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Sometimes when we read God's word, you know, we don't know what to do. But through reading the word, he brings a rhema. He drops something in our spirit. And sometimes you think, huh, how did that happen? You know? Um, but yeah, even yes, yesterday, actually, I was, who was I listening to? It was Priscilla Shira, actually, I was listening to yesterday. And she was talking about the Holy Spirit. Now, as I was listening to her, and I'm sure this happens to others as well. As I'm listening to her, I'm just listening. And then suddenly, I just get a vision of some, somebody. And I'm like, huh, how did that happen? Because you're not even thinking about the person. You're not even, um, you weren't even conscious of what was going on. You're just focused and just listening. Okay, and Holy Spirit has a way of doing these things. Just drop something so that you can be praying for people, absolutely praying for people, um, you know. And sometimes as you're praying, he, you get a word for them as well. Matthew 4, chapter 4, verse 4 says, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. 
Amen. Another way to trust God is through our actions. Because we can't say, oh, we trust God. No, that's just verbal. We trust God, we trust God. What about through showing how we trust God? There's a story in um, 1 Kings 18, 20 to 40. I'm not going to read it all. Um, I'm just going to give a quick summary um, of it. This was the victory that Elijah received at Mount Carmel. And basically what happened was there was, um, there were 450, I think it was, Baal gods. Um, Baal is a man-made god that the um, children of God um, worshipped. And there were 450 gods compared to Elijah. He was the only one prophet um, that was there. And basically he was tired of telling these guys that this was the wrong way, God's way was the right way to go about it. But anyway, it came to a showdown. That's basically what it um, amounted to at Mount Carmel. And Elijah, through God, Elijah said to them that you prepare an altar, there'll be a bull sacrifice, and um, cut down wood, And you are going to call down on your God to light the fire, to um, cook the meat. They were like, fine. And then afterwards, I will do the same thing. So the Baal prophets, 450 of them, they prepared the meat, had the wood and everything. um, And then they started calling out to God, calling out to God, crying out to God their Baal God, nothing was happening. At some point, Elijah was even mocking them, but nothing was happening. And then, it was literally the whole day this took place. And then eventually, it was Elijah's turn. So he then um, set up his altar. And what what was strange was that he, three times, he poured water over the wood. And then there was a trench going round the altar that had water as well. Who puts water on wood? Nobody does that. But that's our carnal mind. Now, before I continue, let me just say, this is how God can speak to us and tell us to do something. Our carnal mind intervenes, that doesn't really sound right. And we start rationalizing. No, that's not really right. Um, I don't think God said that. Okay. But Elijah obeyed and he followed what God was telling him to do. After he'd prepared the um, offering, he called down, he called to God to light the fire. Now, let me just read what. Um, sorry, bear with me. Yes, so he he called down to God to light the fire. Just trying to see if I've got that right. Okay. So 1 Kings 18.38 says that the fire of the Lord fell and consumed the burnt sacrifice. Now, the Bible doesn't say how long it took, but 
the Baal, go, the Baal prophets, they took literally the whole day from morning till evening. They were there trying to light the fire. Nothing happened. Elijah came in the evening and his one, I don't recall how long it, it took, but it doesn't say it took that long. But literally the place, the, the wood was consumed with fire. And, the, and then the, the Baal um, worshippers now, their response was, the Lord, he is God. The Lord, he is God. They were basically in awe of what had happened. Now, that victory at Mount Carmel spoke to them and told them, well, yeah, spoke to them that God is the only God. He's the only one. He's the first and the last. He's the author and he's the finisher of their faith. Now, this was um, something that they could not see before. They couldn't see before. And as I was reading this story, it just made me think about when they were, um, they had just left Egypt. They had been rescued from Egypt and they were in the wilderness. Moses had gone to speak to God and they were left with Aaron. And they were thinking, you know, how long is Moses going to take? You know, he's been gone for so long. They felt abandoned. He's taking so long. And when he, when he was gone, they persuaded Aaron for him to, um, for, for them to take off their gold and um, melt their gold to make a god. So as we know, um, Aaron, he caved and he did that. And as a result, God was absolutely appalled. Moses was just, oh my goodness, why have you guys done this? But it reminded me of that story because it's almost as though at times we need something to see. We're not walking by faith. We need to see things for us to believe it's going to happen. You know, we, 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 we need to see that, okay, okay, God, show us what's going to happen. You know, let me see something. Let me just see a sign or something before we can actually rest assured. And say, okay, then, Lord, we can trust you. We, also, we, all, we almost need to know that everything's going to be okay before we can actually commit to trusting the Lord fully and sometimes we just need to just wait sometimes when there's silence when God does not speak there is silence we then go off and do our own thing God's not speaking I don't think what you know what was happening was um you know what he said is actually going to happen so let me just do my own thing we start going to plan b or plan c or d or e or f you know rather than just waiting on God waiting on God you know the um, Bible says that though, um, I think it was in Daniel eleven thirty two, those that know their God are strong and will do many exploits. Now, when you know your God, when you know who God is, you will not be phased by what's happening. You will stand on his word. You will stand. <laughs> you will stand on his word. You know, when you know your God, because you know who he is. Yes, he may be silent, but you know he's going to come through for you. You know he's going to do great works. It may not be in the timing that you want it to, but you know he's going to come through. Amen? Amen. I didn't realize time had gone. <laughs> okay. Okay, let me see.
Um, okay, I think that's the best place to stop. I'll just stop there. Okay. If we could just close our eyes, please, I'm going to pray. Father, Lord, we just want to thank you. Thank you for your word. Thank you, Lord, for speaking through me. Thank you, Lord, that we have heard from you this morning. Lord, I just commit each one of us into your hands. Lord, where, where we're looking to you, Father God, for different things, Lord, I pray that our hearts will trust you. Lord, where we're having difficulties, battles with our own carnal mindsets, Lord, I pray that we will commit them into your hands. Whatever it is we're believing in you this morning for, Father God, Lord, you know, and we commit them into your hands. Your word says, though it tarries, wait for it. It will surely come. So, Lord, we're believing, we're standing on your word that that miracle we're looking for, Father God, that worry, concern that we're faced with, Lord, we're looking to you and we're believing to you. Father God, help us to rest upon you. Help us to look to you to orchestrate things in our lives. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.